to another episode of Tuesday Tea with me, your host, Sweet D. And today I'm super excited because I have my dear sister with me, Francesca Duval is here. Hi, Francesca. Hi. Thanks for joining me today. How are you doing? Doing good. Stoked to be chatting with you. Any excuses? <laughs> a good thing. Heck yeah. Well, listen, some of you may know Francesca from my other podcast, Big Picture Business Podcast, but I wanted to bring her on to the Tuesday Tea Podcast for all of you listeners because Francesca not only is a brilliant business owner, but she's also a mama. And so we're going to talk a little bit about how to basically have just amazing boundaries as well as making the two worlds really coexist with one another in a really sweet way. So hi, thanks for being here. (laughs) That's a really big doozy of a conversation topic, right? Like that work-life balance. How do you, how do you find that elusive thing? You know, I don't believe it exists. I think we all just kind of figure it out as we go along. I don't think there's one blueprint for it. Do you? Nope. I think it's totally our reactions to the work and how our bodies and minds respond to it, right? The the stressors that are naturally going to come up that aren't necessarily bad. Stress doesn't have to be a bad thing. It's just Mm -hmm. how we react to it. I'm a, I'm a farmer. And so what I do is pretty, um, I often use the word relentless, but I feel like it's a negative word, relentless. And I don't want farming to be put in this negative category because it's not, it's, I feel like it's such divine work to be able to be working close to the land and with animals and offer that out to people. But it's um it's constant. So there's there's never a day where the animals sleep. <laughs> you know, they're just always up and happening. I run a chicken hatchery. We have all of our birds here, and we collect their eggs, we hatch them, and we ship those chicks nationwide. So it's a it's a full on job that we have here. My farm is Alchemist Farm in Sebastopol in California, and we got sixteen different breeds of chickens we work with, and um, wanted to start my hatchery to offer something different to the industry standard because I, I want to treat chickens, which I love, which are the most abused animal in the world per capita mm. uh, compared to any other animal in the world. I want to treat them differently. And I want to show that it's possible to treat them differently on a small and large scale. And I also want to treat the natural world differently and better because not too many generations ago we were, and somehow we've, we've lost our way. And I, I want to show it uh, that a different way can exist for people. So our farm is, is a farm and a hatchery, but scratch a little bit uh, deeper and you'll see that there's a lot more that we're trying to offer, offer folks in what we do. Can you take the listeners a little bit through your day to day and what you do and how my niece and nephew come along for that ride? It's totally changed based on their ages. In the beginning, there's four years difference between my children and my daughter was born first and we started everything when she was one. And so she was in the, in the baby ergo pack with me throughout the day. And at that time we had fewer chickens, you know, eight years ago was a different scene than it is now. She'd help me collect eggs and, you know, coo over the colors. Now they're both up and walking around. My youngest is four and, and they love um, catching chickens that might go out of a certain section or, Definitely collecting and sorting the eggs. When it comes time for computer work, I try and do that when they're at school because it's really hard for their mom to be staring at a screen because you you have to mentally check out of where you are. Your body's there, but your mind isn't. And so I, I reserve that kind of work for when they're not around. But anything physical that has to do with the animals or sorting the eggs or 
when baby chicks are hatching, of course, they want to be right there. <laughs> then they, they're always with me because my mind and my body can be with them in the tasks I'm doing. And I think trying to um, separate tasks and recognize where my head is at with the different tasks and when to do that with and without the kids has been a really powerful, long journey to be able to have a healthy relationship with work so that they don't feel resentful of me mm. working. And instead it's a, it's an example of what's, of what's possible and that can, that working from home can be a really sweet thing. Yeah. That's something that I struggle with quite a bit with Emma because she'll see, you know, she'll see, okay, mommy has to go to work now. Chris and I kind of, we, we switch shifts halfway through the day. So I have her during the first half and then he'll take her for the second. But if something comes up where I need to answer an email, I'm looking at my phone for a minute. I can just see her, you know, her sweet little demeanor changes. Like she knows that my attention has gone to the screen. And so I try my best to not have my phone around or, you know, or explain to her what I'm doing. And it's only going to take a couple minutes because I, yeah, I, I know for me, that doesn't feel good. You know, so of course, for our little ones seeing that, but I love that you can be with your kids during the farm chores, during the day to day. I can't, I can't have Emma next to me when I'm doing my computer. I mean, of course she can be next to me, but she, there's not a lot of help she can do other than, you know, tape post-its together. And that gets old really fast, unfortunately. Totally. Yeah. It's such a tricky thing to try and balance. I wish I had the perfect answer for everyone. I find that if I am not stressed out, which is tricky to not be stressed out constantly by different things that are happening with the farm, the more systems that are automated and in place, then the easier it is for everybody. Because if something does go wrong, then I can just meet it with a clear head and just move through it and not project that stress out into my family. Mm -hmm. I read recently that the electromagnetic field of our hearts is 10 times wider and greater than a person's mind. So you could pick up a person's heart signal, if you will, from further away than you can their brain signal. So whatever's going on in a person's heart and what's happening in their emotions can really, like we already know this, but it's interesting to have science back it up. Mm -hmm. Whatever's happening in a person's emotional body can really fill a space. So when it comes time to interacting with work, I try and pay attention to what emotions I'm putting out with how the work is affecting me so I can affect my family positively. Wow. That's a really good reminder. I've always found that to be true when I'm cooking. Like I know that if I'm cooking a meal for the family, I have to be in a decent mood. If I'm in a crap mood, then the food never turns out great, which is really unfortunate. So yeah, that's a, that's a good reminder. Yeah. So in the, in the beginning of our chat here, you mentioned that if one were to scratch the surface of your business, they'd find a lot more. What do you mean by that exactly? Well, a lot of businesses are what you see is what you get. You know, a company selling t-shirts, that's all they're doing. Or some people, even in my industry, all they're doing is selling chicks. But for us, it's more than just selling chicks and trying to make money. Of course, we need money. We need to be able to pay our bills and buy groceries and clothing for our children and things like that. But it's about what kind of positive change we can leave behind because we actually care about about our place in the world. And I'm a, I'm a woman of faith. And I believe that I was put here to do as much good as I can while I'm here. And I, I make every business decision from the heart. 
and ask myself, okay, is this going to treat the natural world well? Is this going to harm anybody along the way? And if it is, I don't do it. And if it feels like, okay, I can do this in a way that is going to be helpful to the natural world and helpful to people, not just adding value in their lives, but like true quality of life. Hmm. I, I love what I do because chickens get people outside and get, get them to experience the natural rhythms of the day. They get to smell clean air. They get to collect fresh eggs. They get to connect with their food sources. It's such a simple, humble animal that has actually been with humans for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. People who would go and explore new lands would always take them with them. Chickens are always part of these like packages of journeys. Mm-hmm. People think of dogs as a man's best friend, but I would argue chickens have a place there too. <laughs> Until like recently, people people don't keep them the way that they used to. Um, and now there's a, a resurgence of people wanting to keep them. And I'm really happy about that because they, they deserve better treatment than what they're given right now. And we deserve to get outside, not just be stuck inside mm-hmm. staring at screens all the time. So that's, that's one level of what we do. And then also um, trying to run a business in a way that doesn't, doesn't leave a bunch of negative impact behind all of the electricity we use here is coming from a solar panel that we installed in our backyard. We, we use a lot of electricity for our incubators and hatchers and heat lamps. And I was realizing, man, that's, that's a lot on the grid. And that's potentially a lot of power that could be from coal or some other sources that are just polluting the air. Let's, let's install these panels. Check. That felt really good. That was a financial strain, but it felt like what we needed to do. Hmm. All of our packaging is plastic free. That was a big stretch to be able to do that. But now we can, we can ship things with little love letters of how to compost it. And mm-hmm. it gets people thinking like, what? It's composting. And, oh, I'm not just going to throw this in the trash. And just thinking gently about their waste and how they can make some difference. So we, there's many layers to what we do and hopefully trying to leave a positive, something positive behind. Something that you've always done from where I'm sitting because I'm your sister and I feel like I get to have a very close upfront seat to a lot of these things, but you've always led from the heart. And I feel like every business decision you have made that's turned Alchemist Farm into what it is today has been um, not only good, obviously, but has felt good for you and your family. Like you, you're making these decisions as a family, which in turn then trickle over to your business and are helping so many people all over the the country. It's just amazing to watch. I've learned a lot. I didn't think that a family of four could become, or a family of one, family of two could become plastic free. I didn't think that that was even possible. Did you give yourself a timeline where it's like, okay, in like a month, we're going to go plastic free. What did that look like? And how did you convince your husband (laughs) to get on board? (laughs) Well, I wish everything that we did in our life, in our family life was... 100% 100% plastic free in the business it is. Hmm. But there are just some consumables that are packaged in plastic that we can't yet get away from. So to be fair for my family, it's not 100% plastic free because that's really tricky. Well, you got two kids too. I mean, like everything is bubble wrap plastic, plasticed over, you know? We do create a lot less trash than we did before. And I think it, I got started by just having a willingness to look at myself. And this is how I approach everything with our business and with our lives. Humility isn't something that I've struggled with. I'm willing to look at myself and and make changes if there's something that I can see 
isn't right. And if I, I can tell something isn't right, I don't have the tools to, to make those changes I need to, then I, I go searching. Mm-hmm. And I was given a tool to spell right in my lap. Uh, it was a book by B. Johnson called Zero Waste Home. It was really easy how it was laid out and for me to read it. And I was just blown away by then looking at my trash can and just thinking, oh my gosh, like I wheel this up to the curb each Sunday and it goes away. But where is that away? Where? Yeah. And that's all being stored somewhere. Times this by everybody on my block and the city and the state. And wow, that's a lot of trash that we just, uh, I, I was totally blind to. So yeah. I know if I was blind to it and I'm someone who wants to care, like many people are blind to it. And they also, I, I get to help coach people through that and help them open their eyes to, to what's going on in their lives in terms of waste. And that feels really good hmm. because there's so many things in this life that we can't control. There's so many doomsday things that we hear on the news and to be able to at least feel like, okay, in my day to day right now, I can make a positive impact is is really empowering mm-hmm. it, it's a bomb to the soul mm. what i find just so sweet is when my niece who's eight mm-hmm. okay eight i was seven eight i can't believe she's already eight she's educating me on certain things that can be composted or not and i think that's really sweet i mean even just in your eight-year-old she's impacting lives all around her which is really sweet and i'm and i'm sure i'm sure my nephew too you know, they pick up on a lot. Uh, they, they definitely fix all their toys. You know, we don't run out and buy a new one. If something breaks, we save our money and try and, and invest in clothing. That's going to last uh, toys that will last one time. We couldn't fix a toy. We'd fixed it like seven times. You know, <laughs> My husband's so patient and he'd fixed it for the last time it could be fixed. And then he's like, okay, we need to throw it away. And Caspian, my son, it's like, what do you mean throw it away? Hmm. That concept to him is what? Where does it go and why? The trash man takes it? It was really powerful for me to see that that was a foreign concept for him. And I was really grateful that it was because he he takes care of his things, even at four. Yeah. Not because, you know, we're not going to buy you anything new, but like we're going to, we take care of our things. Mm -hmm. We've all been hypnotized that giving things and getting things is a way of showing love. Us especially. That is the love language for our family. Yeah. But giving things could also mean giving your time. It could be experiences, just being present with someone. Yeah. Like we're chatting now. Whoever's listening to this right now, hopefully you're able to be present and just feel there's other humans here chatting. Mm-hmm. That, that's a gift. Mm-hmm. It's the one asset that we will never get back is time. Yeah. And so I'm always so grateful for these sweet moments to have these conversations, either sweet reminders or just sweet engagements, because this is it. It's kind of a funny, it's a funny concept that we're constantly as business owners and parents building for the future. It's the future, the future, the future. And only recently, I mean, truly in this last year, did I realize what's happening right now? I still struggle with that every day. Of like, okay, deep breath, you know, stressors aside, what's happening right now. And I think having children is a great reminder of needing to be present. And you've always been very good at that. I have a little bit of jealousy there because you've always been just so good at being present. So thank you for that reminder. Looks can be deceiving. 
<laughs> mm. I, I try and I, I hear you. I feel, I feel like I fail at it every day because our business took so much to get off the ground in the beginning. Like no joke, 80 hour work weeks yeah. for the first four years. It's, it's not until this year that this last year that I was able to scale it back to like 60, 50, 60 hour work weeks. That's a lot with kids. Heck yeah. I remember going into labor with my son and it was a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Tuesday is shipping day. <laughs> well, I waddled out, packaged up all the orders in between contractions. And then my husband, Ryan, drove away with all the chick orders. And he looked at me, he's like, can I drive away right now? And I'm like, yeah, it's happening kind of slow. <laughs> Breathing. And he's like, really? I'm like, uh, he's like, customers will understand. Like you're in labor. I'm like, no. It's okay. You can <laughs> and that's that to me, that moment when I think back on it, I think, oh my God, like mm. putting the business first constantly mm-hmm. got us to where we are now to finally say, okay, it mm. needs to take the back seat to my family. Cause my children are now at an age where I'm not, I'm not just throwing them on my hip and collecting eggs. Mm. They need me. They're asking great questions and I, I want to be there to, to answer them. I remember Ryan saying that you were working, but I thought it was like sending emails. <laughs> you were actually packaging orders. Oh my gosh. No, because, because I was with my niece. Dominica was, was helping with that, with, with giving Charity a sweet companionship during that time. And it, wow, what a whirlwind. It is. And you have been a huge for me in helping automate things. It doesn't, we don't have to work so hard all the time if we just set up the proper things so that we can take ourselves out of the daily grind and put ourselves into creative space. It's taken a while, but we figured it out. <laughs> We're getting there. I know. I, I, I really heard you. I want to say this is two years ago when you said there's got to be a way to automate just these things that are taking up so much of your time when it comes from emails, questions people have, because you are quite the celebrity. I mean, people want to connect with you and it makes sense because you've built up the voice and the brand. So of course, you know, people want to connect with you. And so, yeah, by setting up these, these automations, you know, I'm just really hoping that it will provide you a lot more time to do the things you really want to be doing, whether it's more business building or hanging out with your kiddos. You know, both. I love being creative (laughs) and sharing and sharing things with the world and also just being present with my kids. So to everyone Mm -hmm. listening, I'm sure you already know, but if you don't, Dominica is a really powerful person to have in your corner from the very beginning of this business. When it was just a small little inkling seed in my brain, she got it. She got what I was going for. And just 100% was in my corner. Even in the days when Ryan was like, are we really, we're trying this for one more year? Because straight up, it took five years to be able to be profitable, to even start to be profitable. Because I, I started with nothing. Started from scratch. Ha ha. Pun intended. <laughs> Pun and intended. Re- reinvesting, you know. But Dominica, you were there the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I, you were a large part of why I didn't give up. And now again, in the reiteration of the scaling up of where we are in a business where I can't, I can't be the person emailing the way I did or in taking orders the way I did. And so I was at another point this last year of like, okay, do I give this up? Because I can't, I can't work 80 hour work weeks anymore. Mm -hmm. 
I'm like, no, let's find a solution. The power of having that in your corner, guys, is huge. Mm. It's huge. Thank you for being that person. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, thank you. I mean, you are the reason uh, that I you know, got started on the entrepreneurial journey. I didn't know that I was going to be the owner of a chocolate company. Thanks to you. Mm. You know, I, I didn't know that I needed to figure out how to build websites and econ. I mean, I had no idea. I mean, you're, you are the reason that I have the mindset of like, wow, I can make something and people will buy it. Wait, what? It really, it got, it got the wheels turning big time. Yeah. For those, for those who don't know that story, Francesca is the one that created Lovebird Chocolates. And through a series of events, she, she gave me the opportunity to run with the company. And then eventually it turned into doing marketing into what I do now. And I've learned so much from Lovebird Chocolates that those lessons have helped my clients throughout the last decade. You know, I think back to the first order we got for Whole Foods in Sebastopol. And that very sweet moment of dropping it off at like the back door. I think the guy's name was Brandon, but I remember him opening the door and being like, is it here? And just, just the sweet connections. And that's all you. And so the fact that you're still in Sebastopol, of course, you're the celebrity in town, you know, because you've, you've made those relationships, not transactionships. You've built the trust. And I think that's another reason why your company is so successful. So way to have healthy, good boundaries, knowing what you can and can't do, focusing family first and setting up those automations. Really important. Automations give us so much time back. We don't always need to be working in the business. It's okay to work on the business so that it can be more profitable in the long run. That's so powerful what you're saying. Hmm. On it and not in it and relationships and not transactionships. Yeah. That's the difference. And if you treat people how you'd want to be treated, everything everything feels different. Yeah, of course. Of course. I mean, let me ask you this. How many different emails do you receive from someone where it's like, hey, I heard about you from so-and-so? I'm sure a lot, right? Yeah, yeah I do. Yeah, right. Because you've built up a relationship and it goes so much further, so much farther in, in the world, right? Because people want, want the referrals. They want to have something already vetted. So yeah, those, those relationships are key. Tell the listeners what you've got cooking up, what you got uh, on deck. I know you're working on, we've been working on some exciting things, but I know that when this episode will air, something very special will be available. So can you talk a little bit about that? It's the beginning of our pre-sales for chicks. We open it up a few months before the beginning of whatever the following year will be. You know, we used to open it up January 1st, but then it just felt like this like chick frenzy and people couldn't get all the chicks they wanted. And I want people to be able to to think about it and order and think of the next year because a lot of our customers, it's snowing right now and it's cold. And to Mm. be able to think about about spring and chicks is a really, it's it's a morale booster for them. Totally. We're going to be opening up our pre-sales here, hopefully this week, the same week this episode airs. And you'll be able to peruse the website and we're going to have this beautiful new automated calendar. Yay! (laughs) You can click the dates you want. It's going to be so nice. It's going to show the inventory week by week. Because I've been handwriting all of this for years. And so... (laughs) I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that we didn't connect the dots sooner. But it's happening now. 
you know, it's, it's, you, you can't see the next step until it's time for the next step. And that's mm. over and over with our business. You know, we'll mm. go, we'll go so far. And then we're like, mm, yeah, we need another silo or mm, yeah, we need the solar panels or something. You, you can't see it till it's time. Mm. It's time for the automation. So what's happening. And if you feel like you want to call some chickens into your life, some beautiful egg laying chickens that have been bred for temperament, they're sweet that all have a really interesting story as to which breeds we chose and why, then you should check our website out. We've got a really active Instagram, Facebook, we're sticking our toe into the world of YouTube and putting some of our educational videos over there. And it, it feels really good what we're up to. And for folks that are interested, I mean, who have no idea with any sort of chicken keeping or what that looks like, you also offer chicken keeping classes, right? People can purchase as well. Yeah. Yeah. through our website. So anything from the complete beginner to someone who's more advanced and looking on how to hatch chicks and things like that, we we have both available. Awesome. And you all can find that at alchemistfarm.com. I will be sure to have that in the show notes and Instagram as well. You've got to go to your Instagram at alchemistfarm and check out just the beautiful content. There's so much good, so much value, so much beautiful content. And the photos are outstanding. It's no surprise that you've been featured in Sunset Magazine, just to name one out of many. Anyways, I just love you. Thank you for taking the time to share a little bit about your world. Thanks for taking the time with me. Yeah. All right. That's it for this week. I'll see you guys next time. Bye. Thanks so much for watching. Be sure to like, subscribe, and ring that notification bell so that you never miss an episode. And if you'd like to connect with me directly, follow me on Instagram, where you'll get daily business tips and continued encouragement. See you there.